and welcome to the British Bids uh, podcast. My name is Fiona Wright, Director of British Bids, and I'm joined by Emily Richards, our Marketing Manager um, of British Bids. Our guest today is Ian Sanderson, Chief Executive at the Cambridge Bid. Hi, Ian. Thanks for joining us today. It's really good of you to be here. So, Cambridge is a very interesting city and it's got distinct and historic DNA. Therefore, you know, under these current COVID-19 circumstances, it must be very challenging for a city which is notoriously very popular with tourists. I think Cambridge seemed to feel the impact of the crisis before other locations. Why has that been and, and do you have any tips or advice for other big cities who have bids? Yeah, so we did feel the effect quite early on. Uh, we are quite uh, popular with tourists from Asia and China, and so particularly around January time, as they're building up towards Chinese New Year, we saw a drop-off in mid-January of lots of those visitors. We had to cancel the Chinese New Year parade towards the end of January, and then once the uh, European restrictions, France and Italy became uh, evident in mid-February, then we saw a quick drop-off, really, uh, of visitor numbers, of tour numbers, which is quite concerning. So we were already asking our businesses really a month or so before lockdown what the impact had been uh, you know, on, on them who are, who are quite uh, dependent upon that visitor economy. Mm. And just touching on the tourism industry a bit more generally, um, obviously, as you say, you are a very multicultural city. Um, there's been a lot of media attention at the moment around um, how people are likely to travel after this. Um, we're seeing a lot of news around people having these staycation breaks in the UK um, and potentially then becoming more of that. But whilst this does sound positive from a UK audience, it doesn't tally up with this social distancing that is expected to be around for quite a long time now. Um, what are your thoughts on this for Cambridge? I think we are just beginning to start that process now. How do we reopen as a city? Uh, and even when the government says that you can open your business again, are you going to want to open your business again? Because you have to maybe unfurlow your staff and your business might be low in terms of turnover that you can afford to do that then particularly if you're a bar or a restaurant or a shop, and we have lots of small bars and restaurants and shops in the historic city here, how do you then safely uh, bring in social distancing into your premises? How do you manage that? It, it's relatively easier in large supermarkets. We have a car park and you can get people queuing outside, but in a small, a small independent bar or restaurant or shop, it's much harder to do that. I think we've seen this week some interesting ideas coming out of Milan. There's a, an article in The Guardian this week around them repurposing some of their streets and uh, their public realm and spaces and encouraging more cycling and use of public transport, which I think we'd certainly support in Cambridge. We are a cycling city and therefore our transport uh, um, structure is able to cope with that. And I think we will be working with the local authorities to, to work on that. But back to the question on international travel, I think we've all got to ask ourselves, uh, when's the next time we're going to feel comfortable flying? Yeah. And under what circumstances that, uh, you know, if I had a private jet, that'd be great, but I haven't. So I'm going to have to, at some point, you know, socially get close to somebody, be it a security person or on a plane or whatever. And therefore, what's the mechanism to allow us to feel comfortable doing that? And also going into a bar or restaurant, what's going to make us feel comfortable doing that? So I think there are some significant challenges as to, uh, being able to open your business is the first step, but like I say, are you going to want to reopen it? And, um, and, and will the leisure sector, particularly bars and restaurants, will they be slow to be, to be, or to be unrestricted or, or, or also? 
Mm. How have your professional and hospitality sector been adapting at the moment? Um, the area as such is notoriously really popular with um, conferences and business events. Um, have you been involved in any discussions around how those sectors will recover? So certainly we have had a big impact on from conference trade. So our colleges and the city centre, which are normally busy at this time of the year with students, are closed. And normally over Easter or the summer, they would be full with thousands of conference delegates, often scientific or academic conferences. Clearly, clearly this year they've all been cancelled and therefore there's a large knock-on in terms of income stream, not only for the colleges, but also the local bars and restaurants and, and shops as well. Most people are looking towards next year now, in a way. Conferences tend to be very seasonal. They're often planned many years in advance. And so, you know, if, they're, if they're being cancelled this year, they're unlikely to go ahead in a year's time because there'll be other conferences booked in a year's time. So it's OK to move the Olympics a year, but moving a conference is not quite so straightforward in terms of availability because you're clashing with the other elements of the, of the conference calendar. So our discussions in that area are just really supportive and understanding when those organizations will reopen for business and um and kind of going taking things from there i think um as well you know there are a lot of organizations involved in the managing managing a place at the best of times in normal circumstances um, and it's exceptionally complex so now uh bearing in mind the sort of like covid19 crisis that we're in how are you working with your the other organizations stakeholders in the city to come up with sort of like a recovery plan is that something that's in train yeah so uh, cambridge does have lots of networking organizations they're fairly well defined though so we have cambridge network would look after technology sectors uh, cambridge ahead would look after some of the professional lawyers and accountants and property and consultancies we look after clearly the high street and the visitor economy, uh, which is quite important. And then you have obviously the Chamber of Commerce and the FSB. So we have a regular weekly call at the moment with the local authority and all those groups. And we're obviously uh, giving information to our various sectors, uh, which have different needs. In terms of recovery, the challenge for the retail, leisure and hospitality sector is that those businesses are physically closed. So I've closed my shop, I've closed my bar, I've closed my restaurant. So I have to physically open that building. I have to do some health and safety. Do my systems work? Does my machinery work? Can I rehire my staff? Can I get hold of stock? Uh, can I socially distance my staff and my customers? All those challenges are quite specific to our sector. It's a bit different if you're an office block and you've sent your staff home and now want to come back to work in the office. They've still been quite productive and still been working, but they've just been working in a different, a different environment. And if, you've, if you're a factory where you've reduced your manufacturing and now want to scale up again, it's not as though you've closed and therefore you have to you know, go through a restart process. And I think a lot of my businesses are just trying to get the head round um, when does the starting gun fire? And when it does fire, like I said earlier, do they want to reopen? And have they got the, uh, have they got the right systems in place to reopen? So we're beginning to think about that now. We have a weekly webinar and we're now just starting to now everyone's got their grant or the fellow, the staff, or they've applied for a loan or they've gone through that process. We're now starting to work with businesses and think, you know, well, what's my, what's my opening up? What's my recovery plan? Yeah, it's a really good thing, isn't it, for a bid to be able to do is offer that support to businesses that may not have that sort of head office structure that are putting it in place for them, for your independent businesses. It's a, a vital yeah. bid, bid can offer, indeed. Um, is there anything else that you know you're finding particularly challenging in the city um, that you're having to deal with at present? I think communication, really, uh, Fiona. We 
obviously have a very good database and we shared our database with the local authorities so they had contact you know as, mu as many people as possible regarding the government grant scheme so we have a very but a lot of businesses have furloughed their staff particularly the multiple businesses have furloughed their staff and therefore our normal email communication which we get a good response to we're getting a lesser lesser response to now simply because the head offices are uh, uh, focusing on the most, the most important things and the local managers have been furloughed and so our communication with those multiple businesses has really uh, come to a halt to some extent. We're still communicating with our independents, but they're often owner-operated and the, the, the owners live in the city or live nearby. Or, of course, they want our help for to understand the government grant scheme or the furlough scheme or the loan schemes. Um, so I think communication is quite important. And what that means is, uh, you know, we're, we're getting asked to send our businesses lots of surveys, surveys from the ministry or surveys from you know, British Bids or ATCM or, or FSB or whatever. But, the, but my view is the response rate is just is going to be very poor because most of those businesses are just at home, not working and not checking their information. So gauging the impact is, well, I think it's quite easy to gauge the impact. Everyone's closed. But in terms of, in terms of how you engage with people, in terms of how they're recovering, is, 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 is going to be quite challenging. Yeah, I think we've seen that in a, in a lot of locations, actually, where they've had to really adapt their communication plans because the businesses, you know, there are grants that are, are available and some businesses don't know that they are actually uh, eligible and how do we help get to those businesses? So it's changing our, our approach and being agile, isn't it? And being able to get in the door. So using LinkedIn in a different way and direct messaging people. And normally when you wouldn't use F Facebook to communicate with the business you might have to change so yeah we've seen that um, in very many locations that need to change I think we have I think one thing if I reflect on what we need to be better at in the future is probably having more mobile phone numbers for our contacts and therefore probably having a wider whatsapp group for the city which yeah. we haven't done much on in recent times and actually therefore even if you've been furloughed and you've got a phone you're likely to still be picking up some information yeah. um, so I, I guess that, that's a kind of lesson going forward that our CRM probably had lots of emails on and lots of other information, but probably didn't have enough mobile numbers on there. And actually, I think people will be maybe more willing to give their mobile number because they know that they need to get hold of information from you in a different way. And in the past, people may have been reticent in handing that over. So I think we're yeah. all going to change the way that we want to be communicated with as well. I think that's quite interesting. Sure. Yeah, I, I, um, absolutely. I think that's very, very important. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. Um, so just sort of as a key takeaway, really, um, as we as we bring it to a close, is there any sort of tips and advice that maybe more generally you would say to bid managers up in other country who are, you know, in the same boat, um, but, you know, feeling a bit sort of nervous about what the future might look like? I think we're quite fortunate in Cambridge. Well, I hope we are. We have sent our, our, our invoices out about a month ago. Uh, we did have some, some reserves and therefore we were quite wise in building up some reserves. And we quite quickly have halved our project delivery and halved our, our expected budget really uh, from the end of March. And our board was very supportive of that. So we took some quite quick actions and we can certainly trade through this even with only half our income. Um, a lot of bids are trying to make themselves relevant and trying to communicate, over communicate to their businesses and trying to, you know, almost find their way. Uh, my view, to be fair, would be to uh, um, not 
we've so t- not so hung up on that relevance at the moment. It's quite difficult, I think, to find you know what, what the relevance is. It's a national crisis, it's a global crisis, really. And clearly, we do, we normally defer to our local authority or our government in these situations. Bids have clearly got an important role to play in the recovery, but mm-hmm. there, there comes a time, I think, when you communicate when when businesses almost don't want you know don't, don't need any more communication because, like I said, they've closed their shop, they've furloughed their staff, they've got their grants. And they're sitting and waiting now until they reopen. So um, it's all well and good saying we're, we're trying to help our businesses still, but it's about we're really saving our energy and saving our cash for now to put all that effort into the recovery. And I see some bits are still promoting their locations. You know, we're still open for business, but actually, are you open for business? No, you're not. And therefore, save that money and that effort until the recovery. Yeah. Good point. Um, the partnership and collaboration in the recovery bit with all the other stakeholders is going to be vital, isn't it? And I don't think businesses will be tolerant of doubling up, which they have been in the past. So that efficiency of making sure that people are really streamlining and supporting them is going to be really important. Yes, very much so. Listen, thanks, Ian, for your time. Um, we really enjoyed having you on today's podcast, um, and we are looking forward to sharing the great insight gathered from today with people that listen into these. Um, for those listening, you can keep an eye on what the bid are up to um, on their social media, and they're they're putting lots of useful information onto their website. So do feel free to have a look at that. Um, but yes, thanks, Ian. Um, good to have you on. And if you're interested in featuring on any of these podcasts that we're running, then please just get in touch. Um, you can contact us or send us a message on Twitter and we'll do our best to get you on. All right, thanks very much. Thank you. Bye.